evening, Mervi Rabbi We are <coughs> now poised to continue here on the Pirish Achela Kashlishi, number three of seven. That the Chavasavavis promised us that he's going to explain of what the proper attitude to have in terms of Bitochain in all of these situations. We did the first two, and that dealt with the person himself and his own livelihood, his own well-being, his own health, and then his own parnosa. And we ended off last, just to add one more point, we ended off last night where the Chavazavava said what should be the proper perspective on a person who only finds that he has parnosa bitsimtsum, he's only getting his parnosa in the exact amount that's needed, nothing more than that. Certainly not more than he would like to have, not more than he's used to having. So the Chavasavavah says he has to view himself like the like the Bnei Yisrael in the Midbar. They went out collected the Mon on a daily basis. They get they got their daily ration and they got their daily portion. And the Chavasavavah said to be a Nisker Alzeh. Nisker Alzeh, like the Pasuk in Yirmiya says, that HaKadosh who praises us for going after him, following him in that Midbar. Because indeed, we were not promised to have a, uh, a handsome savings account. We were going to be living hand to mouth, day by day, and that we put our trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We got schar for that. The truth of the matter is, Chofetz Chaim explains this in the Gemara the end of Makos. Martin and Makos famously tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu brought 613 mitzvahs to the world. Bod David, Vemidin al Yud Aleph, David Amelech sort of concentrated them to 11 mitzvahs until finally after Yeshaya and Sefania and to finally Chabakuk. Chabakuk comes along, Bo Chabakuk, Vemidin al Achas. What posik? A posik in Chabakuk, Vetzaduk, Vetzadik, Vemunosa Yichia. After we started with 11, and then became 6, and then it became Micha says 3, finally Chabakuk says, and it is Chabakuk, which is already the end of the Nevi'im, that Tzadik Be'munosei Yechia. So Chavaz Chaim explains, what Chabakuk is telling us, that as we go deeper and deeper into Golos, we are bereft of so many mitzvahs. For example, the fact that we don't have a Beis Hamikdash, certainly appropriate to talk about now during Bein HaMitzar. The fact that we don't have a Beis Hamikdash, already excludes us from tens of mitzvahs that we would be able to perform had we be living with a Beis HaMikdash. Chofetz Chaim makes a cheshben in his Sefer, Sefer Mitzvahs HaKotzer, that almost half of the 613 mitzvahs that we were given at Har Sinai don't apply to us nowadays in Golos. Because we don't live, most of us in Eretz Yisrael, we don't have a Beis HaMikdash, almost half of the mitzvahs don't apply to us anymore. Frank the Chofetz Chaim, if that's the case, so how do we compensate? Obviously, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to make a person in Odom HaSholem, that he has 630 mitzvahs, 248 mitzvahs essay, 365 mitzvahs lois essay, that it would round out the person to be an Odom HaSholem, a perfect person in this world. How do we compensate that, that we don't have that? Says the Chofetz Chaim, based on that Gemara. Tzadik be'emunoso yich, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in our days, Meaning, since the time that we didn't have all of those mitzvahs, Kodesh Baruch Hu makes it 
our situation more difficult than it once was. And with that difficulty, the only way to survive it, the only way to look at it, is through Amuna. And all of that Amuna we have, and all of the questions, and all of the confusion that we have in Golus, which is a lot more confusion than we have than when they had the Beis Amigdash, Bismansha Beis Amigdash Kayam, all of that hinges on Amuna. And that one mitzvah Amuna is worth so much that it indeed it compensates for tens and tens of mitzvahs that we would, we would have had otherwise. Says the Chavetz Chaim, that's what Chabakuk is saying. Bo Chabakuk v'amidin alachas. Chabakuk put it all, hinged all of those missing mitzvahs, put it on one mitzvah, the mitzvah of Amunah. The tzaddik, the tzaddik who indeed is able to have Amunah and Hashem in all situations, because there are many that are difficult, many that are not understood properly, be'amunosai. Through having Amuna Yichya. That's how he's going to be Chayb Lo'ila Mabo. That's how he's going to get all of the schar of the mitzvahs that are missing. Okay, Adkan, the Pirish Hashani. Let's move on. The third area. That's the person's wife, his children, his family, Kroivov, his extended family and relatives. His friends and his enemies, Umiyudov, and those who are his good friends, Umakirov, and those who are his acquaintances. And it's basically all different people in the world that a person can interact with. Those who are greater than him in a higher echelon of society, those who are lower than him, but all different people that are sort of within his circle. Of life, the proper way and approach of be talking with dealing with all these people is the way I will tell you. But first, he's going to say that there are one of two situations that a person will be in this world, and that is either he's going to be surrounded by family, friends, relatives, acquaintances, or he's going to be a loner in this world. And there's obviously gradations to this. A person could be dealing with a small amount of people, some with many, many people. But he's going to give the extreme of even a person who is found mamish alone. Not, not married, has no children, a loner. What's the proper attitude that he should have? that a person will be in one of two categories. And again, he's, he's really making it extreme, but it's the, the, the point is being made, one of two categories that a person will find himself in. And in each one, he's going to tell us what the right outlook is. One is Shayi Yenokri. The first one is He'll be a stranger. And others, he'll be a loner. All alone in the world. Or he'll be within a family. Within a family, with relatives. So let's go to the first one. Let's say a person will find himself alone in this world. Who should his companionship be with? With Hashem. He should find companionship 
Be'lokov with Hashem, Be'es Hishtay Memusay. When he finds himself very lonely, when he finds himself just, or it's all quiet, who, who is there to talk to? He, he doesn't have a, a lot of friends. Says the Chavis his Tzavaysay, his companionship, his friendship should be with Hashem. The Yiftach Alav Bigerusay. And he should be places bitochen in Hashem, bigerusoi, in his being a stranger in this world. You know, as an example of this, is sometimes we go to a place. Sometimes a person goes on a business trip, or a person goes traveling, and he has to be there by himself. And he goes to a foreign land, and he doesn't really know people over there. He doesn't know people from beforehand. Nobody really knows him, and he feels like a stranger. He feels like. Sometimes it could feel like an outcast. Like Avram Avinu says, Ger I feel like a ger, I'm a stranger over here. This is the first time I'm meeting you people. I'm a ger, I'm a stranger here. I don't have already previous friends. I don't have people that already know me that are taking care of my things. And a person could find himself in that situation, either for a finite amount of time, or this seems to be the setup of his life right now. Sometimes it could be before, before a person gets married, or sometimes it could be after already a person was married for many decades, but now he finds himself as a widower, or a woman is a widow, and lives separately from their children. A person could find himself in such a situation. The person should put his bitochen in his being a stranger. The yala aliboy geirus hanefesh ba'ilamazeh. A very interesting conclusion. I don't think we would have come to this conclusion if someone would ask us, here you have a person who lives all alone, what should he think, what should he do? So the Chavah says, I'm going to give you some advice, both from a spiritual standpoint, and even from a practical, a, a non-spiritual, a mundane vantage point. First is He should know that the Nishama is in the same boat as him. The Nishama too is a stranger in this world. The Nishama has very few friends in this world. And not only is his Nishama a stranger, this Masil Shasham tells us right at the outset of his Sefer. That the neshama indeed is coming comes to this world, and it's a, he's a foreigner over here. This is not the 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 beings he likes to uh, to be with. This is not who he likes to hang out with. This is not what he's accustomed to. He's from a spiritual world, the neshama, but yet he has to be here. He feels like he's a stranger over here. But not only that, he The truth is, everybody's a stranger. Everybody is just passing through this world. No one's really here permanently, right? person's here 70, 80, 90, even 100 years. He's only here temporarily. Everybody's a stranger. Like the Pesach tells us in Parshish Ba'arki, Geirim B'Seishovim Atem Imodi. Hashem says, I view you all just as strangers. You're just here passing by. You're not here temporarily. You're not here permanently. You're here for a certain amount of time, and then you move on to the next world. So, the, the number one, as the Mashkiach pointed out here, that Chavos wants this person to think about these things. And because the Baruch sometimes puts a person in such a situa- situation, 
whether it seems this is going to be his sort of lot in life for the unforeseeable future, that he's a single person or lives alone and doesn't have many friends, this should be his conclusion. At least Hashem is telling him what he should think about. Or like the example we gave, sometimes a person finds himself alone in a place and what should be his perspective? He's just lonely. He's he's stuck in an airport somewhere. And even he can, he's in a different time zone. He can't even call one of his friends or relatives. What should be his perspective at that point? Or he's, he's taking a plane ride. He's taking a plane ride for six hours, for 12 hours. And he's all alone. He doesn't know anybody else. He's a stranger. He's the he's the, the case that the Chavis is talking about right here. Says Chavis Avavis, you know what Hashem wants him to think at that point? First of all, that my nefesh is also a stranger. My neshama also fear, feels a little bit like a foreign over here. And that hopefully will lead the person to understanding, you know, just like I would like to be taken care of, and I would like people to come to my aid, so too my neshama feels that way. And he'll take his avodah Hashem more seriously. Secondly, he shouldn't be so jealous of other people who have different situations in life. Because Really, everybody's a stranger. The famous mice with the Chofetz Chaim, we already heard dozens of times, the wealthy person comes to visit the Chofetz Chaim, and he sees he has maybe a couple of rickety chairs and a little bench, but almost a bare home full of furniture, and the wealthy man says, Rabbi, where is all your stuff? So the Chofetz Chaim responded, as we know, and he says, And mister, where's all your furniture? Says, uh, Rabbi, I'm just traveling. Chofetz Chaim says, me too. I'm just traveling. I'm just passing by. And that perspective indeed led the Chofetz Chaim to say, I'm going to take the bare minimum that I need, the material wealth. The Mesil Zesharm tells us that's the truth, is everybody has to have that perspective. In terms of being nenem in oilam azed, Mesil Zesharm says, it's permissible in as much as a person needs to feel comfortable to then serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Any more than that is really going overboard. Any less than that is going underboard, is really doing less than one should. One has to know that proper balance of how much a person needs to have in this world, from this world, in terms of materialism in this world, to be able to be comfortable to serve Hashem. But everyone was like that. The Yaksha believe and he should think to himself, even people who have relatives, it's only a matter of time. Yashiv Nachri, there too will be strangers, loners. No relative, no son, no even closest child will be able to help them out. No one's going to come with him. What is he talking about? He's talking about when a person, maybe we'll give the marshal that Rabbeinu Bach in Karakemach gives this marshal. There's a marshal, a person had three categories of friends. He had one friend that he was very, very close with. They were inseparable. Talked all the time. And he had a second friend who would talk to on a regular basis, but they weren't as close. And then a third one who... Uh, from time to time, they used to touch base. One day, he gets a, a message that 
he's being summoned by the king. He has to show up and stand in front of the king. And he's all nervous. Oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? I, I never did this before. So he goes to his best friend. He says, please, please, could you come with me? And the Karakemach says that the friend then says, oh, no, no, no. You know, I love you very much, but, oh, no, I, I'm not going there. I'm too frightened. Goes to his next friend. He says, listen, we're good friends. You know, we share a lot. Would you come with me to the, to the king? He says, you know, I, I would do anything in the world for you, but, uh, but not this. This is really asking too much. No other choice. He tries his third and last friend, and the fellow says, well, I'm not so comfortable, but I'll come with you. And the Karakemach says, the nimshal here is that a person goes to the grave and he has to stand in front of the Melech Malchi Amlochim, the king of all kings. And there's going to come a point in everybody's life where we're going to have to stand in front of Melech Malchi Amlochim. And we're going to beg our good friends, all our good friends, who's that? (laughs) All of our family. What do you mean? Our family, we were so close. We did so much together. We were there for each other. Please come with me. And the family said, I can't. I can't go. I'm staying here in this world. I'm already there. It's too late. I'm not going with you. And then we ask all of the other friends we have, all of the material wealth that we've accumulated. We go to the bank account. We go to the possessions and all the assets. Will you come with me? They said, no, no, we don't go. Says, when a person dies, he doesn't take any of that. Don't be afraid, don't be amazed, don't be impressed when you see someone who's so wealthy. He's not taking any of it with him. And finally, the last friend, who's that? That's his neshama. His neshama, he didn't talk to him on a regular basis. Yeah, but, he, but there were times where they connected with one another. The Neshama says, I'll come with you. I'm the third friend, I'll come with you. And that's, where, that's the perspective the person should have here as well when he, he looks at other people, who, who look look how many people they're associated, look how they, they're going to be with him forever. And he realizes that's not the case. Okay, let's, let's hold it over here. Agutanacht.